The Chicago Bulls have another big matchup tonight as they face the Toronto Raptors for a tiebreaker, a tiebreaker that could become important considering how tight the Eastern Conference standings are. We're going to talk about all that, plus how the Bulls have improved since the acquisition of Pat Bev right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. And so, the Chicago Bulls are going to Toronto to face the Raptors for the third matchup. And this is a matchup that's going to determine who owns that tiebreaker. And the reason why the tiebreaker is important, because as you guys know, the Toronto Raptors are one of the teams above the Chicago Bulls in the race for a play-in spot or hopefully a playoff spot, depending on how well the Bulls can, can play over this back half of the season. But it's going to be highly important for the Bulls to own that tiebreaker. They already now have tied that uh, that series with the Washington Wizards at 2-2. If they can also own the tiebreaker outright 2-1 over the Toronto Raptors, it's going to you know help if things get tight um, and, and will remain tight in that Eastern Conference playoff race towards the end of the season. So we already know Goran Dragic and Javante Green are going to be out for at least the next two games as they did not even travel with the team. The Raptors are basically fully healthy. They are missing Otto Porter Jr., but for the most part, they are fully healthy. And this is going to be a matchup in which we're going to get to get to see if this new-look Chicago Bulls team is real, right? And how well does that Alice Caruso starting at the four really hold up against longer lineups? When you look at the Toronto Raptors, they have one of the longest uh, set of wingspans throughout their whole roster of anyone. And keep in mind, they are now bringing Jakob Podol off the bench, right? He's he's backing up Pascal Siakam. So basically what that means is they're going to be able to keep up the pressure down low for the entirety of the game. How do Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond really combat that? And how do they stack up against a uh, lineup that is going to be formidable, right? And so the Bulls have to continue that brand of defense that we've seen from them. They have to keep up the efficiency. The Toronto Raptors team is going to be a team that does try to force the Bulls to get those sloppy turnovers like they did in their one victory against the Bulls so far this season. If the Bulls can hold on to the ball, if they can if they can shoot the ball efficiently, at least from the two-point range, let's hope we can get an actual night of efficient three-point shooting as well, then the Bulls can definitely be in this game. Now, you guys know I'm not predicting Bulls wins or losses anymore. That's just not where I am in the season right now. But with that being, uh, with all that into consideration, the Bulls have to be locked the hell in. This is not any excuses. This is not any if, ands, or but. The, the way they have to be locked in defensively for this Toronto Raptors team, they're going to have to come out with a concerned effort. They're going to have to move the ball around. And that also creates that opportunity for the Bulls to get in, to get turnovers. Not, not force turnovers, but for them to turn the ball over. So, you know, the Bulls have to move the ball. You have to try to attack the Toronto Raptors before they can set up defensively. Because once they set up defensively with the length that is on that team, it gets hard. It gets hard for DeMar DeRozan in the mid-range as well, right? And so this is going to be a game where it's going to be interesting to see how DeMar really operates here. Does it, is it this game that he tries to force it? Is it a game where he lets the offense come to him? Is it a game where he facilitates a little bit more and moves the ball and allows a Nikola Vucevic, a Zach Levine, hopefully our role players are also hitting their open shots? That's going to be important to watch out early in this game is how Billy Donovan has drawn up the scheme to attack the length of the Toronto Raptors. We saw in our second game against the Raptors that we that we – attacked that uh their defense pretty well we came in with the game plan we executed that game plan and that was up until this recent play by the Chicago Bulls that was actually one of the best games that I can say that Billy Donovan coached this season was that second game against the Toronto Raptors 
because you could just see the concerned and focused effort to attack that defense before it's set up. They're going to have to keep that going now. And this is a team that got even more dangerous, like I said, with the acquisition of Jakob Poto. And how does that affect Vooch? Vooch, this is really a game in which Nikola Vucevic and um, DeMar DeRozan could really have a tough go at it. So having the efficient offense from Zach Levine is going to be that much more important in this game if the Bulls can lock in in those ways. So we're definitely looking for that from this team. Um, and so Zach is going to have to show, shoulder a lot of the load as far as making sure that he he plays efficiently, right? Don't take the bad early in the shot clock, uh, shot three-pointers and things like that. Go through your offense, go through the progressions, but let's not abstain the role players as well. We did not get a good game from our bench last game. After a pretty good game from the bench from the uh, against the Brooklyn Nets, we're going to need to see this bench. Io DeSumo, Kobe White, Patrick Williams coming off the bench with Andre Drummond on top of that. We're going to have to see them play focus, go through their offense, push the pace when they can. That bench unit, our bench unit now, when pushing the pace, is one of the most dangerous bench units in, or can be one of the most dangerous bench units in the league if you push that pace. You, but to do that, you have to rebound well. You have to play solid defense. And, and the good thing about our bench unit is that we, are, we can be great defensively and that can put the Bulls in a position to where they can get those. If they can also rebound with Andre Drummond being down there, DJJ getting out in transition, that's a team that once they get on the run and if but by, you know, getting fast break opportunities through solid defense and rebounding, that's where that bench unit can be extremely successful. So we need to see that as well from this team. Now, the Raptors come in. They rank 21st in points per game. They rank 8th in opponents' points per game. They rank 27th in field goal percentage and 19th in rebounds per game. What does that all mean? This is about to be one of those ugly, low-scoring games, potentially. Now, we know the Bulls can kick it into another gear, and they've been the best defense in the league since January 1st. But again, this is a team that, along with the Bulls, doesn't score a lot of points per game, right? Both teams solid defensively and limiting what their opponents get as far as points per game as well. This can be one of those ugly, drag-it-out games that we're going to see if that Bulls' new determination to really, you know, not get on down on themselves after runs, to play gritty, to up, to ratchet it up defensively when needed. This is going to be one of those important games to see if that's going to hold true in this game or if the Bulls can just go through the offense and play a more solid offense throughout it. But I predict this game to be a pretty low-scoring game. Now watch, it'd be one of those games where it's like 123 to 113, but at least, you know, looking at the numbers, I do predict this to be one of those games where whoever can make the most defensive stops, especially as this game, if this game is close down the stretch, is going to be able to be the ones to win this game. So, again, another team that plays into some of the Bulls' uh, weaknesses, and we can see how it's going to go. This is a team that's also had their own struggles this year. Um, it's not like the Toronto Raptors are blowing the world up. They are in the play-in for a reason. But the Bulls cannot take that for granted. And as they've been saying, every win matters. This is a team that's won four out of their last five right now. So they are, for the most part, rocking and rolling. They just lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday. So we'll see how it comes into this game. But again, the Bulls cannot overlook. They cannot take this for granted. And they're going to have to execute um, damn near perfectly against the Toronto Raptors. So let me know what you guys think on that game down below. But I also wanted to talk about We've, we've, we talk so often about how the Bulls have looked better in these two games since the All-Star break. Still a very small sample size, and I want to be clear here. I need to see more in this done longer for the Chicago Bulls before I'm willing to say that this is just how this team is going to play for the rest of the season. But how have they, how has they, how have they improved since the Pat Bev signing? And the first way, elite defensive play. This team has been elite defensive. And I know that the defense, uh, defensive numbers have been 
better since the turn of the calendar in January 1st. But just to look at this team and the way that they've been playing here since Pat Be- since the All-Star break, it really has reminded you on how good this team can be defensively, even though in the starting lineup we don't have the best one-on-one defenders. And that really comes through Pat Bev and Alice Crusoe being out there on the court. We know that the ball moves a little bit better with them on offense as well, but their communication defensively and having two players like that that can communicate at that level defensively has put the Bulls in looking like a team that just can go to that second gear defensively and plays with a little bit more heart, plays with a little bit more determination. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. And yes, a lot of that can be laid at the feet of Pat Bev, but also, listen, it does take for the other players to execute and listen. It could have been very easy for these players to try to tune out Pat Bev. They have not. And so they have to keep up that elite defensive play. But that is one of the biggest reasons why this team looks different. So albeit in two games so far, but that is why they look considerably different in that time. Number two reason, Zach Levine has just been back to looking like an elite offensive player. The efficiency from Zach Levine over these last two games is how we need Zach Levine to play night in and night out. He's not always going to have the 30, 35 scoring outputs, but when Zach Levine scores the ball efficiently and scores more points on less shots, that opens up the opportunities for other players. That means teams are going to have to double him, which they they still do sometimes anyway, but they're going to have to make sure and then try to keep the ball out of Zach Levine's hands. Now it's up for the other players on the team once that once those teams make those adjustments to make sure they hit shots, but that is where DeMar DeRozan comes in at. DeMar DeRozan's elite ability to get big shots in fourth quarters and to be um, elite and clutch down the stretch, it makes it difficult to try to double or keep the ball out of Zach Levine's hand because then you have a killer in DeMar DeRozan. And with DeMar passing the ball a little bit more, and again, it has to come with this, with the other players opening the shots, the combination of Zach Levine being an efficient offensive player and an elite efficient offensive player to, to DeMar DeRozan and what he's able to do in the clutch, it makes the Chicago Bulls that just that much more of a tough team to beat. Then on top of that, the team responding better to adversity to when other teams go on runs. We've seen it. Last, the last game, uh, the, 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 they went on a, the Wizards went on a run where they briefly took the lead in both the second and the third quarters. Usually when that happens to the Chicago Bulls, you see their, their body language change. You see them get down on themselves. You see them pressing the issue uh, offensively, taking bad shots, and, 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 and not responding to that adversity very well. What we're seeing over at least these two games is the Bulls respond by still going through their offense, giving the, the, giving the effort defensively, right? They are not getting down on themselves when other teams go on runs, when other teams take leads, and that has played into the Chicago Bulls just being a much better team down the stretch of this part of the season so far. Let's hope that that continues. If the Bulls continue these three things, elite defensive play, efficient and elite Zach Levine, at least offensively, 
and the team uh, responding to adversity in runs much better than what they have at other parts in the season, this is this can, just those things alone, right, on top of rebounding better, on top of not turning the ball over, on top of all those things happening, if that happens and the Bulls can continue that, then yes, we're looking at a team that is, that is going to be a play-in team and can very well go in a run in the play-in tournament and hopefully to the playoffs. Now, again, I need to see it for way longer before I'm willing to say what the Bulls can and, and will do in the playoffs. But, you know, I, I, I just look at how this team has improved in those areas, and it is tangible. And, and I still understand the pessimism, right? We've been so through so much this season, it's hard to look at what the Bulls have done and just assume that it's going to be maintained throughout the rest of the season. But at least the signs are there of what they're doing. And like I said before, the things that the Bulls are doing in this two-game stretch are very sustainable things. It's just, will they sustain it, right? Will they keep that up? That is the biggest question facing the Chicago Bulls team right now. And we'll see. We'll get our answers on if they can continue to do that here on, for the rest of the remaining games. We got 21 games left. And this last 21-game stretch is going to be highly important, not just for what we do in this postseason, but also how Acme needs to attack the offseason, which next up we're going to talk about how, how many wins? What does this, how does this team need to finish for, the, for Acme to try to sell us on keeping this core together? But so looking at this team and what they need to do um, or, or what can happen uh, if this team finishes the season strong, right? How, how strong does this team need to look for this, for AK to try to sell us, sell himself, sell ownership, sell whoever on keeping most of this core together? Here's what I'll say, right? As, as much as I've been very vocal in saying that I, I don't think anything happens to change what needs to be done and how many changes this roster needs. Let me talk about the flip side of that. You guys know my opinion. That is my opinion. But one thing I always try to do here is look at both sides, not just act like I know the answers, but look at both sides of it. So if AK does want to try to keep this core together, what, what does this team need to do to do that? And I would say this, not only do they need to go on a hellacious run through the play-in tournament, they actually need to win more than one playoff game if, if they get into a playoff series, right? Meaning that they have to. In my opinion, if this team looks good and pushes a top-seeded team to at least a seven-game series and looks formidable in that time, I will say this. Similar to what the Chicago Bulls did Derrick Rose's rookie year against the Boston Celtics, if the Bull, this Bulls team can go on a similar run to that and then face whatever team they face in, in, the, in, the first, in the opening series of the playoff series and they push that team and look, like they are going punch for punch with that team, I think that at that point, that may be enough signs for AK to look to say, hey, listen, we looked so much better, and this was a season that we missed Lonzo Ball most of the season. We didn't have Pat Bev most of the season. If you think that Lonzo Ball is coming back or you lock in Pat Bev on a contract to keep him and bring him back here, at that point, I think that that may be enough to say you still need to do other things, right? You still then maybe look at maybe getting out of Marco's contract, letting one of Io or Kobe uh, Kobe White walk, maybe Javante Green too, because he has not been here on the stretch, and especially if he does not come back before the end of the season. But I think you may look at those things and the spots that those open up for the Chicago Bulls and may be able to, to, to sell it on, hey, we're going to add the rebounding and shot blocking and length that we said we were going to add last season. We're going to add some more shooting to this team and split the mid-level exception up in those ways. We're going to use signing trades if Kobe does walk to bring in a player or, or a pick or something that is something that we actually want and an asset for us. 
Keep in mind, too, the one thing that I will give AK credit for, when we signed Lonzo Ball, when we signed DeMar DeRozan, those were both signings and acquisitions at a time where the Chicago Bulls technically did not have any cap space. We know ownership limits us to not being able to go into the luxury tax. So that is basically a hard cap for the Chicago Bulls. But I do think that if that if that does happen, and this, this comes, MC Season has asked this question. I think Ultimate Rage has asked it as well. And I wanted to pay respects to that and those those uh, supporters of the channel by talking about that from from that point that perspective I think if this team can go on a great run and God forbid if this team goes and gets into the second round considering how this this season worked out then AK is absolutely going to try to sell us on continuity for the most part again with making minor acquisitions I still do think either way we need to rejigger some things and there are some players that just won't come back but I do think that that's what would need to happen for, the, for AK to try to even remotely sell us on the concept of continuity once again. So we'll see if what happens. We'll see if it gets. I'm not too high on the chances of that, but we'll see what can happen. We'll see. You know, it's a, it's a wild season. Anything can happen with the way that the Bulls have been playing right now. It's really um, brought back a lot of that optimism around the team, but they need to sell it. You need to end and finish this season strong for the optimism to ride into the offseason. So let's see what this team can do. But that is it. It's game day as well. So I will have my pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame uh, live streams all going tonight. So make sure you're tuned in and subscribe to the channel for that. But otherwise, that's it for us for today. Make sure you follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave us a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red if you can. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.